Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stronger than one of Army Hammer's DMs. This is the Luke <laughs> and Pete show. My name is Pete Donaldson. Luke Moore, it's a Monday. We're coming in a little later, so we should be a little bit more awake uh, than we usually are. Sometimes we record a little earlier uh, in, in, in the day, and I'm always feeling a little bit sleepy, and I can never get my words out correctly. So I'm hoping, Luke, that I'm going to perform better. I will drink all of your fucking blood. <laughs> all of it. All of you not, listening, and I, you, Donson. I want to hold your little heart in my hand and feel it pulsing away. Is I mean, it is it wrong? Is it wrong? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Okay. Yeah. With that one. <laughs> no. Is it no? Is it wrong that when I first saw this army hammer business um, right. this morning, and for those who first. aren't aware, they should just go and look it up. But yeah. when I saw some of the content of the DMs, I um, it was immediately put in mind of the really intense guy who works in the diner in Wayne's World. Do you remember that character? <sighs> Not really, no. So, like, he people in the diner talk to him, and he works there. And every yeah. time they tell him something that's gone wrong with their life, he comes up with a really over-the-top, intense solution. Right, so okay. this yeah, one yeah, guy yeah, sat yeah. there going, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to lose my job because, you know, uh, my boss is an asshole and all this kind of stuff. Do you know what I'd like to do? And the, diner, the guy who works in the diner goes, yeah, I know what you'd like to do. You'd like to reach over there. Slice his chest open, <laughs> pull his heart out, and show him how black it is before he dies. And the guy's like, "No, I was just thinking no. about making a sort of representation to my union rep." That's what Army <laughs> Hammer reminds me of now. He's the main diner guy in Wayne's World. Fantastic character, yeah. very funny. Went, Not went, so uh, funny when it's Army Hammer. Or when Michael, because he's bit. The problem with Army Hammer having these uh, kinky, kinky dreams is that he's quite big and imposing, isn't he? I don't like to think about it. And and the thing that, that says more about that, you than him. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I feel very vulnerable when big men are near me. Um, yeah, shouldn't we, look? I haven't read around everything. Uh, I I heard words like controlling and abusive, so I don't really want to go really far into it. But um, I don't want to kink shame. But it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's something in it. It's it's strong. It's stronger than you expect from people's DMs. Actually, I, wanting to be a cannibal. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, to me, it feels like um, one of those things where no one's coming out of it with any credit because <laughs> if if consenting adults are having these little kind of fantasies, but it's not really any of my business. No. And then for the DMs to be released is a little bit of a shame. But then at the same time, mm. if his, if his behaviour is really problematic, I just don't have enough hours in the day to drill down into it. What we need no, yeah, exactly. is we need listeners to get in touch. What's happening? Just let us know. Just tell it's us. It's the truth. It, yeah. It, is it good? Good Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Is it better than True Geordie's DMs? Just let us know, right? Yeah. And the thing Speaking is, thumbs I up. mean, credit, credit to Army because, I mean, if you think about the stuff we've got to deal with just on a daily basis at the moment, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say global pandemic, you know, yeah. stock and food disappearing from supermarket shelves in the UK. Um, yeah. An army has gone the extra mile to really give us some escapism. Yeah, look, 
I, I look, I respect the troops, the army, the navy, all of them. Yeah. What's Man, your favourite ones though? <laughs> Put them in order. Probably uh, top one is the air because they help people in trouble. Then it is um, uh, the Pokemon. Then it is <laughs> Marines because because you get good books out of the Marines, don't you? Bravo yeah, Zero and all that. I business. suppose so. Yeah, but they, uh, I don't think he was a Marine, was he? What Andy McNabb? Was he not? Nah. What was he? What was? Oh, he's, he's in the SAS. Yeah, so that means, that means yeah. he'd be uh, being. I don't know. I guess he would special forces. But I guess if you're in, if you're a Marine, don't you go into the SBS? I need to ask the bloke down my local pub. <laughs> Drinking Doombar. Pete, I thought Popping you were going to say the, by far the best service is the Air Force. It's the campus. Yeah, the campus. What do you mean? As in, like, because you watch Top Gun and you, you think it's, it's the most camp, isn't it? Be, having, it being, most camp? being in the Air Force is the most camp. I would say. No, I, well, I don't know. It's certainly um, they they were always like the 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 landed classes. They were always like the fancy boys, weren't they? The exactly. Fancy fly boys. Yeah, exactly. Mustaches yeah. and all sorts. Mustaches. <laughs> Everyone had a mustache back in the day. What's wrong with you? My friend Tommy um, will go into bat continually about a moustache. He will he will continually say a moustache is a perfectly acceptable facial hair choice. And the mm. fact that it's been um, pilloried for being quote-unquote kind of hipster, fashionista type stuff is absolute bollocks and he won't stand for it. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, and I'm a little bit annoyed by the fact that there's a lot of white hair coming through on my beard. Nary a white hair on my upper lip. So I think I may just kind of like sashay from lockdown beard into problematic um, town man with moustache. Did your dad ever have a moustache? Yeah, he had it right throughout the 80s. When he shaved it yeah, off, I screamed. Too. It was the first yeah. day, It was the first time he brought on a microwave. Massive thing it was. And he oh, shaved yeah? off his moustache. I had two things to be scared of. Where did he get that from? What do you mean, the moustache or the microwave? Either. Take, take your pick. <laughs> Probably Rumbelows. Do you remember Rumbelows? Probably that. Yeah. Was that rentals? Uh, was that rentals? Rumbleos? Radio rentals? No, rumble. No, different place. I think radio rentals would. Uh, did you did you ever 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 have a radio rentals telly? My nan did. No. Um, and with an unlovable little clock, you'd put pound coins into. Oh what? really? That's it. fucking mad. Yeah. yeah. Did you never have that? Do you ever nah. have a thing? Yeah. I'd, surely there must have been a way to because there's only a telly off the peg telly from bloody China or whatever. Like surely you'd be able to just jerry rig it so that it would just turn on. I, I so we, really as I said to you before, as I said to you before, Donny, we were always fairly well stocked in the electronics department because although we were poor, my dad worked oh, at an yes. electronics factory. So we, we'd get all the, um, the cast offs and everything. And, mm. um, but going back to the moustache thing, regular listeners to the Luke and Pete show or keen-eared listeners will remember that I told a story a wee while ago about a guy, a dad of one of my friends who lived about five doors down in my street growing up. And he got mm. pissed off with a bunch of us. And right. he picked up a go-kart while there's a kid still in it and he threw the whole thing. <laughs> um, did I tell you that? I think you did, yeah. It yeah. sounded like a man who's, you know, he, he just had enough, really, hadn't he? Yeah, he had a moustache. When... And um, he was also <laughs> in a war. So I think he might have, might have been a bit of PTSD, might, maybe. Might have been, yeah, might have, might have seen something. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, look. I mean, that's how it manifests itself, isn't it, PTSD? Uh, if you are manhandling uh, or boy-handling uh, a person in, in, a, in a go-kart, you've got to think, look, that's come from somewhere. Yeah, uh, and he needed Gone an outlet, and he found it. He threw the he threw the he threw the go kart kid. That's yeah, and nice. the thing the thing about it was was like our whole universe was shattered into a million bits at that exact moment because the kid in the go kart was a kid called Paul Button, who was by general consensus the toughest kid on the street. Oh and then right, this okay, dad yeah. energy just came in, and everything <laughs> we knew had crumbled into dust like instantly. Fucking hell! It was basically like um, 
it was basically like you know being like the, the hardest guy in you know i don't know like the country and then like thanos mm. turning up yeah yeah like he's, clicking he's, his fingers. He just picked you up in the in in the go-kart and rainbow roaded you absolutely in my mind in my mind the go-kart burst into flames <laughs> there's no there's no way that could have happened he slipped so, on a, and like a, a little um turtle shell hit hit him in the head <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. But so I've got a TV memory if you want one. So okay, I had a TV right. in my room actually to play mm. on the old um, Super Nintendo. Right. And um, but what what happened was it was obviously a Ferguson because my dad works in the Ferguson factory. Mm. And yeah, I'll you tell had you to Ferguson quality. Yeah, I think they were quite good at one point. They were very fixable. I know my dad fixed ours a few times. Right. Right. So so mine was this one where um, it was obviously very analog and it had these buttons you'd push in for on the tv itself for the uh for the channels or whatever and then mm. you had a little thing that flipped down you could use a little orange stick to tune the channels oh, more yeah, to, to fine right. tune everything yeah but when but the thing was right whenever you turned it on i'll try and do an impression of it i'll try and get back from the mic whenever you turned it on it would do this like that mm. right which is obviously fine but until you want to watch tv when you're supposed to be in bed but i yeah. worked out that if you if you if you shimmied the uh the back of it off you could hold the bit of the TV that was doing the vibration that was making that noise and turn it on and it would deaden it. Right. Luke. Yeah. I cannot... Um, like anybody who is on nodding terms with the cathode ray tube would say that that is the most dangerous thing anyone has ever I'm said. I'm still here. <laughs> like that's so dangerous. Whenever yeah. you see anybody fixing, you know, I didn't back then know how quite how dangerous things, you know, back the take the back the telly off. But honestly, get in touch, electricians who've who've taken the back <laughs> off a telly. Like the power contained within the um, CRT, the cathode ray tube, um, is so, it's so dangerous. Like when people fix old computers and stuff, they say you've got to wait until the the you know the power's dissipated out of the out of the tube before you start, you know you know messing around in the back of that they're so dangerous those things and yeah and it's making a vibration for a reason because there's a lot of voltage going through that yeah, but what you're saying listen what you're saying is anyone who's on nodding terms with the cathode ray tube listen it's your boy insert eddie murphy <laughs> gif here i'm not I'm on just, nodding terms with it so i I'm, don't know well you can't be electrocuted if you don't know what you're doing time it's incredible <laughs> like I, you were so close to really hurting yourself this is like yeah. when you discovered that I was eating frozen sausages. Yeah, this is just this is up there for me. Awful, well, you, you've got you've got the um, you've got very serious um, digestive problems now as a result of that, and I've probably got very difficult um, problems pertaining to um, attention span and concentration. So you know, well, you know, these things Dr. shape Manhattan. us. Is what I'm saying. Doctor, do you know, do you know what Dr. once? What, 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 yeah, what once? Like a really boring Doctor Manhattan. What once also happened? I don't know if I've ever told you this. Is I tell you that my next door neighbour back then, um, I think he's in jail now. But there was all sorts of problematic stuff that went on, and he, I think he might, I think he might have shanked someone, like properly stabbed someone up, and he went to went to jail. But that was years after we moved out of that area. But mm. um, he had his own um, glazing company where he'd put windows in people's houses, right. and at the time that didn't ring kind of alarm bells for me. But looking back on it now, I mean. He's going to be fairly near the bottom of the list of people you want to be putting windows in your house. I mean, yeah. one because he'd be in your house for, for that's the key, and well, two, half in, half because, out. yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, but not while the windows fitted because that would be impossible. Um, <laughs> but but anyway, so but the point was he had these um, he had this um, 
bit of a reputation on our streets. And the older kids would go and hang around his house and he would like let them Ooh. smoke and booze yeah. and stuff, right? And he was next door neighbor to me. So anyway, I um I was in bed one night and all these things kept pinging my bedroom window. Hmm. And um and I, I kind of had a look, and they were, and they, they, these guys downstairs, the next door, the kind of slightly older, cooler kids, were throwing little stones at my window, right? Yeah. And um, anyway, I was like, "All oh, right, how you doing, lads? Yeah, fine." I went back to go to sleep, and the fucking doorbell went, and it was the police. Right. And the policeman asked my mum and dad if we could come into our house to have a look from a better point of view to see who was down there throwing stones at people's windows. Right. Oh, so you might have looked like an absolute telltale tit. Your tongue was yeah, exactly. I was absolutely. I was bricking it. Yeah, I must have only been about twelve. I was bricking once you, it. Man. Once you get a reputation for being a bit of a narc, you are. Yeah. You know, you know that nev that stench that stink never leaves you. Quite frankly. But at one point, my it was fine because at one point, my dad actually stood up to the next door neighbour who was making too much noise, and my dad went round there and kind of gave him what for. Which looking back at it mm. now is quite terrifying and mm. the guy to be fair to him i think he, he i think game recognized game my dad probably had a mustache at the time as well so that made it show you meant business <laughs> and uh next day the guy came around with a bottle of wine for my dad saying sorry so oh there you go my dad had him in his pocket mate <laughs> N- like father not at all like son <laughs> um so was your Luke- dad hard pete before you move on was your dad hard um, he, he's got, I think he had delusions of being hard. He once, um, had a bit of a, had a bit of a, um, grapple with the neighbor and came back with pebble dash scrapes all up his arm. Uh, I remember that much anyway. What? No, not pebble poo. Da- like actual <laughs> da- sharp stones that had been oh, right. embedded in his arm when he was uh, having a bit of a fight with him. Well, the so they hit the deck neighbor. together, you reckon? Well, I, I don't know. Cause he, cause he, he, he's, he's a big lad. He's short, but he's a big lad. So like. And you know, naval man. He's you know he's been in a few scraps before. He's got a couple of scars on his face and stuff. So I imagine he could probably handle himself. But yeah. uh, I can't imagine what he thinks of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't. Well, imagine. neither of us are hard. He told me. So like, <laughs> you don't need to imagine. He tells you all the time. I expect. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what were you oh, going to well. say? I was just saying the. Uh, 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 we <laughs> did we talk about? We didn't talk about it on this show. But we talked certainly talked about it on uh, the ramble. Um, the the, the man with the longest penis, the TV yes, show this, in Denmark. So this came up on, so to speak, on, um, I think it was like one of those situations where an hour before I record on the Ramble, I was producing the mm. Ramble last week because Chaz Mann wasn't in. And um, about an hour before we recorded, um, I can't remember it was now, it might have been Kate, just said, oh, yeah, we've got to include this. We've got to include this story. Even though mm. it's nothing to do with football. Um, and so we did talk about it briefly, but um, you want to kind of enlighten our listeners or, or remind them about what it's all about? Well, I've, I've, I've so basically, it's, it's an animated TV show. You probably heard about it last week because it was all over the place. Um, it's from Denmark, and it's called John Dillamond. Uh, and he's a man uh, dressed like a Victorian strong man, you'd probably say, kind of like yeah. red and white vest. Um, and he's got the he's got the world's longest uh, penis. Yeah. And, and What's the point of it? Well, he uses his penis for different tasks. Um, like, you know, it, sometimes he, 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 his penis gets caught in a passing bus. Um, it's not a task, is it? It's a, that's a horrific accident. Well, that's a horrific accident. But basically, there's just different kind of um, thing. Like, he helps people out with his penis. He gets into trouble with his penis. Um, and obviously, people are up in arms. But look, to be honest, looking at the animation, it's bloody charming. The animation itself looks blooming brilliant. Mm. 
Yeah, but I, I just don't think that if you're doing an animated kind of feature, you're talking mm. about there, I mean, just to use words that you've used there, helping people out with his penis, he shouldn't be doing that. Luke, would it change your opinion if he, uh, if you learned that he made his penis into a pogo stick? I'm watching the trailer now. A pogo stick, uh, helicopter blades. He distracts a lion from attacking some kids on top of an ice cream van. Uh, and also he makes a canoe out of his own penis. You shouldn't be hanging around. You shouldn't be hanging around kids in an ice cream van with your cock out. That doesn't matter if there's a line involved. But but listen, do you expect it of the Danes? Are they among the most perverted nation, would you say? I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, I don't really sort of see that part of the world as being particularly kind of mm. problematic. I know. What would be your top three? Belgium. Uh, what, Dirty Boys? Top three Dirty Boys. Um, Belgium. Belgium. Um, uh, India got a lot of Dirty Boys, isn't it? Uh, France. They've got, they've got a terrible rep. Um, France. France. Yeah, they're more like sexy, like they're sexy people. There's, um, there's, there's, a, there's a certain number of nations that where you never get someone from that nation who's just a little bit like. So, for example, you never meet anyone who is just a little bit French, do you? Right. Okay, and yeah, and you see. never meet someone who's just a little bit Australian. Right, they're mm. just all really Australian or really French. So, I wonder right, if there's anything yeah. in that. You know, they go, they're passionate, they go all out, they're really proud mm. of where they're from. So, you never ever meet someone new from a different country and go, oh, that's interesting. I can't really place where they're from if they're French mm. or Australian. You know <laughs> straight think, away. But I think John Dillamont, you, you, you think that he's, you, you would know that he was Danish because he's, he's created such a kerfuffle. Well, I hope this Swedish. Hope this the Swedish are the worst of the Scandinavians. Yeah, they're, 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 they're dirties. They're, they're, yeah. they're naughty little dirties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I we're like, agree. we're dirty, but we're fairy repressed. I remember, like, I remember like yeah. a guy, American guy on you, like getting really upset that, like, why are all these Tory MPs? It was during like the, all of the sleaze that was happening in the, in the sort of uh, mid 90s, late 90s. Good old days. Sort of saying, like, why, why are all, why are these, to- why, why do these Tory guys always get caught, you know, with fucking a, 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 an orange soaked in poppers in their mouth and, yeah. you know, tied up and stuff like just just have a have some sex yeah i think you're absolutely right i think it's so feeds repressed into, aren't we yeah exactly it feeds in just to the general idea that british people are repressed generally quite, quite private generally quite awkward mm. like play mm. their cards like quite close to their chest generally speaking yeah. you know a lot of different mm. nations it's all out there and it's just like take it or leave it that's a, it's all out there right? that's who we are yeah, and and Britain isn't really like that. So so Britain is, and that in a way makes us more perverted than it would be normally because we're, we're secretive, right? So yeah. when I think of like a Swedish pervert, I'm thinking about someone basically just walking around the street, completely Billy Bollocks. Yeah, you know, completely agree the, on that the, one. Yeah. The perversion in Britain's probably all behind closed doors. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we can throw scurrilous attacks at uh, any country. So any I, nation, I think, and we will. I think any nation, and we will. Just give us any nation, and I'll tell you yeah. why they're dirty. All right, I'll do it now. Um, right. uh, Italy. Italy, yeah. it looks like a sexy boot. <laughs> little, <laughs> yeah. little thigh-high boot. Dirty. All right, what about, um, what about um, Finland? Finland. Saunas, fin- isn't it? Saunas. The fit- Say again. Saunas. Saunas, yeah, saunas. And also, it can't really decide whether it's Russia or Scandinavia. And True. also, uh, Finns on a sexy dolphin. What? Not a <laughs> blowhole. Okay, what about um, Brazil? Brazil nuts, nuts. That's dirty. So there you go. And so and I they've all so. and they've always got their bums out when they dance uh, at <laughs> uh, the carnivals. It's an absolutely foolproof thesis. 
Oh, honestly, that every country is a bit dirty boy, isn't it? Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Thank, thanks for going easy break? on me on the countries. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I didn't, I didn't stitch you fully up there. Um, yeah, Shall we have mate. a little break and contemplate just how filthy and disgusting yeah. that we both are? And mm-hmm. then when we come back, we'll, we'll do a bit more of this chat and maybe even squeeze an email in or two. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This week on Stakhanov. Throughout January, Clash of the Titles are letting you pick the films being battled out on air. Already binged your way through Netflix during lockdown? Listeners Alex, Vicky and Chris rediscover and tear apart old and new favourites alike week in, week out. I like that here, though, that Michael Bay starts as he means to go on. I made a list of sort of Bayisms from this sequence. Uh, low angles, lens flare, dry ice, washed out colours, military hardware, men marching, orchestral score, guitar riffs. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're looking for some much needed escapism... Why not catch up with the Abroad in Japan podcast? Chris was recently joined by Joey the Anime Man to discuss mastering conversational Japanese. That's a really interesting topic, bat channeling, which is where you kind of go, oh, mm, oh, so not that. In Japanese, if you don't do the mm, mm, every now and then, then people just think you're not listening or you're ignoring them. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. And we're back with the Luke and Pete show. Welcome to our Dirty Boys uh, celebration. If you don't yeah. get in touch with the show, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the way to do it. Uh, and put um, Dirty Boy in the uh, subject line and we'll definitely read boy. it. Oh, you Dirty um, Boy. Yeah. Um, with, I, mean, I, 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 was, I was pre-planning to talk about this today and I wasn't right. planning on talking about any of the stuff that you've brought to the table already. So this is going <laughs> to seem a bit bad taste, but I'm not a flexible enough broadcaster to not do it. So right. I'm going to bring it to the table now. Last night, I had a, um, a dream that there was a school reunion from my um, infant school, yeah. and, but it was the form of a, a, an infant school disco, but we were all adults and had to be there. Right? right. So it was in the same hall that the school mm. disco was in an infant school when I would have been about, I don't know, how old would I have been? Like seven. 
Right. But it was all adults and I didn't know anyone and I was worried that I was at the wrong school. So what that reminded me of is, do you remember school discos when you're a kid? Isn't it such quite a weird thing? Yeah, I remember. Why are they doing like, it? Why are they making you do it? It it doesn't, yeah, it it seems very, I mean, what's this supposed to do? To prepare you for adult discos? What, why yeah. do kids need to dance? They are constantly dancing around, running around. They get all the exercise. They get all of the, you know, it's a mixed class. It's not like you, you know, it's, it's not like you're going to meet people, you know. There's not even an for? adult version of it. What do you mean? As in. It's, it's not nightclub, preparing you for anything, is it? Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, yeah, it's a school nightclub, isn't it? A dance. How many yeah. how many nightclubs have you been to where there's um, like a separate little room with a tuck shop in it? Doesn't happen. <laughs> well, hang on. At your school disco, there was a separate little room just for people to have have ket. What's you? What do you mean when you say I don't understand the northern people? What do you mean ket? What's, uh, ket? Sweets, What's candy. that? Candy. Candy. I've never heard it called that before. Ket is something else in my book. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. like a separate room where you could buy like I don't know twenty p worth of fruit chews or something. Ah, oh, so it's like it's just like a uh, yeah, but that is preparing you for for a nightclub because that he's like the, the the guy who's selling pills. There's the guy who's <laughs> pills to the kids. Were, were you um, yeah. what were you like at the school disco? Um, I don't, I mean, school disco was that free song of sexuality. Uh, even in your formative years. I remember I once told, I remember being at a school disco in Elton Grove Primary School. I told Mrs. Weatherall, a teacher, a lovely teacher, love Mrs. Weatherall, uh, that uh, she wanted to know why all the kids were talking about Mars bar parties. And I uh, decided to tell her what a Mars bar party was. Why was that a thing uh, in like the 80s? Don't know. Don't know. Just seems. That was, that was all the rage at my school as well, people talking about that. Mm, I mean, I hate to sort of like, you know, dirty up this uh, dirty boy um, show even further. But yeah, I mean, it, it, if you didn't know what it was, I don't even think it's on Google, to be honest. Just ask someone else. I'm not getting into it. But yeah. um, Mrs. Weatherall, uh, she goes, what are these people talking about? I went, a Mars bar party, miss. It's this. And she went, oh, oh dear. Well, you didn't get in trouble for that? No, because I was explaining what, you know, the word of the street was. I was like... I was like, uh, she was like Frank Drebin from uh, Naked Gun slash Police Squad. And yeah. I was the shoeshine man. Yeah, that's that's disappointing because I remember getting in trouble at infant school for um, singing a dirty version of Popeye the Sailor Man, which right. wasn't even that dirty. And I got what busted for that. So I can't believe what? you've got away with that. <laughs> what did, uh, what did, what was the dirty bits of Popeye the Sailor Man? I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I live in a pot of jam. The jam, it gets sticky. It sticks to my dicky. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I've got in trouble for that. <laughs> so uh, how are you getting away with that? That's unbelievable. Putting a Mars but, bar up there. Unbelievable. Right. Would you ever Would you ever have... Um, <laughs> steady. Would you ever steady. have um, asked a girl to dance at a school disco, Donnie? No matter what age no, you were. No, but I was... Like, I, I, I was discussed before. I was very... I was a very popular little boy when I was in... Uh, up until about 13, I was very good looking for a little boy. So that baffles me. And it all went wrong. And that's mad, isn't it? But I remember going to a disco at Carlton Camp and a very tall girl from another school, uh, Brighton, she asked me to dance and I kind of went out for, out with her for a couple of days uh, and she was very tall. <laughs> but she There's... did it because I looked like Macaulay Culkin. I can see that, actually, to be fair, yeah. And also, you used yeah. to hang around riding elephants and with chimps, so... <laughs> It's pretty glamorous. Yeah, it's a pretty glamorous li- lifestyle for Hartlepool, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I look, I, I basically look like, not like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, but Macaulay Culkin when he was in My Girl, uh, which is obviously beloved of a lot of... Uh, Same allergies as well. Time. Exactly. 
got yeah. killed by. I mean, it seems we, I, I, we, my girl was on uh, last week actually on the telly. Uh, I watched a bit of it and I didn't get the bit with the bees. But I mean, it seems a strong way to end a film that's actually just you know for kids. A Quite boy brutal, dies yeah. of bees. Yeah, yeah, horrible. Dies of bees, like a, pre, a precursor to um, the remake of The Wicker Man. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I can remember at school, right? There was this thing in our local area, and it was actually held in Portsmouth Guild Hall, which is obviously, well, yeah, it speaks for itself. I, I wasn't actually schooling in Portsmouth. I was schooling in Gosport, which is the poorer bit across the water. And, um, and but the whole, all the schools in the area participated in this thing called Global Rock Challenge, right? I don't know why it was called that. Like but anyway, yeah, was, but yeah, imagine that, but like nowhere near as impressive and obviously no, no money being raised for charity. But anyway, so... What it meant was every school that signed up to it had to submit a a dance to a soundtrack, and then you'd perform it at the Portsmouth Guildhall, and then they would announce like winners of the best like dance thing. Right now, I got roped into this with a couple of my friends, uh, I think from the football team, because these girls in our year were kind of planning it. Right, you know, girls take that kind of thing very seriously, don't they? Girls of that age can mm-hmm. be like very officious, can't they? Yeah. And anyway, so we we agreed to do it. And then there was rehearsals during the day where all the other schools were sat in the crowd, right? And they were watching your rehearsed routine before it was judged later that night, right? I don't, I don't really know why any of this happened, but I promise you it did. There's no reason for it. Like, no point to any of it. Um, anyway, there's this one kid in my school, um, who I'm not going to name, who was the most handsome kid in our whole school, right? Yeah. And I remember being in the... In the um, in the wings when he came on his, his little solo bit and every single girl in the guild hall, which is probably, I don't know, like maybe a thousand people like screaming, like he was some kind of pop star and thinking, <laughs> and you know, you see those memes where it's like the birth of a supervillain. Like <laughs> me and my friends were all so jealous that happened. And um, of that, of him getting that kind of attention. Cause we never really got any of that when we were kids. Um, mm. And you know what? The moral of the story is that you'd expect in a story like that, that when we reached adulthood, we, yeah, the whole thing evened out and we all got our fair share of girls that didn't happen either. So he continued to do very well. I think he's doing all right. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really seen him for a while, but I think he's doing okay. But what I'm saying well, is there was no payoff for me. Let's find him on the census. Let's find him. Let's find his house and push. Let's just burn down his house. Let's burn down his house. Um, I was going to say dog poo. In the river. Just dog poo. That's yeah, dog, dog poo. Oh, He's not done anything wrong. Dog. Okay, fair dues. All right, dog poo yeah. through his letterbox. That's fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of dog poo, uh, I've got an email here. We should squeeze an email in, Pete, at least one of them. Definitely, um, mate. There was one here about... Oh, yeah, this is, this is it. It's not speaking of dog poo at all. There was an email pertaining to dog poo, but I didn't make the cut because it was right. about dog poo. Learn that, Luke. Um, right, um... Andrew from Massachusetts, he follows up on the idea of parachuting from a passenger plane, Donnie, so don't glaze over. (laughs) I'm still banging this drum, right? He says, hi, guys, I'm going to float an idea that must have been thought of before, right? Could you get a convertible airplane where in an emergency you just pop the top off? Pop the lid, yeah. Yeah, and then you all just jump out of your seat. Yeah, I mean, look, if I'm a pilot... I want a plane that's integrity uh, is very. <laughs> I just want lots of points of failure in my in my in my plane. I want every rivet, every bolt, to uh, at any point where I press a button 
them to become completely useless and and, and, and the metal just shearing off in the air. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah that, that, that's why that's what planes need more points of failure. I completely agree, guys. <laughs> how many how many points of failure do you think there are on each important thing on a passenger plane? Two, uh, just the wings. <laughs> if you if you <laughs> if, if you look at any plane that has ever crashed, you sort of go, oh, yeah, wings, wings fault in it. I um I watched um there's a quite a good documentary series at the moment about Heathrow Airport. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. And there was a, how there was much, a... how far through Netflix have you watched to catch that? It's just, I think it's on ITV, which shames me, uh, I know. But um, at one point, there was um, they were assembling all the emergency services because this plane had taken off. This is probably a couple of years ago. This plane had taken off, and one of the engines had failed, so it had to dump some fuel in the ocean and come back around mm. and land. And they were yeah. worried it was going to be too heavy to land. And um, I had a hangover, so it upset me. So I turned over before I worked out what happened. But, I mean, there was no crash, obviously, because we would have heard about it, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would have been a big story. <laughs> so, so hang on. So this story is just you watched you watched a documentary. There was yeah. a plane flying around. It, it dumped some fuel, and then it it landed. It had to do an emergency landing because it, one of its engines had failed. Oh right, okay. I mean, they said they probably said engine to make people feel better. It's actually the wing. The wing. There's something out of the wing. No, it's actually that bloke who did a, did a turd that was so disgusting <laughs> that the pilot turned around. Like, do you remember that actually uh, happened? That seems that seems almost unbelievably quaint now. Yeah. Yeah. I um I think we were talking about um uh, crashes uh, last last week on the show. So I said that um it was one of the more deadlier years uh, on the planes because of that yeah you that said that last week. Yeah, I was yeah, surprised to hear and that. Then, and then yesterday there was there's another one in Indonesia that went down. It's like it, it they start it, we just seem to start the year with some terrible terrible aviation disasters. It's a horrible horrible situation for, for everyone involved there. Yeah, not not ideal. Absolutely not no. ideal. I want I want to finish up by um. Doing some battery brands, if that's all right with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few come in. I actually replied to one, and I and I forgot to be quite so genial as I usually am uh, on emails. Lots of kisses and thank you very much for your emails. And uh, I, I I feel like I sort of came off a bit a bit brusque. Well, that's okay. I, I think no one who knows you. Do you remember that time that you got um, pelted on Twitter for being arrogant while walking around Crouch End? Yeah, I was walking around Highgate and uh, get it that's right, it, dickhead. Sorry. <laughs> And I remember thinking yeah, to myself, I, I was walking around arrogantly. I was walking around yeah. like, full of myself. I was like, I was just walking on, mate. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, I've got a, a quite expressive gait, but I mean, it, I mean, it's hard to sort of. I mean, the fact that you notice me obviously feeds my ego. So have a bit of that, mate. Listen, that geezer who did that. Let's get together because I can talk to you about Pete's faults all day long. Oh yeah, exactly. But yeah. Arrogance is not one of them. <laughs> Come to me if you want arrogance. Anyway. Um, this, this this battery brand fascinated me. Dan Khan, he found a branded battery with a princess on it, and the brand of the battery is called Sisters Are Ever After Friends. That's yeah. That, I mean, that sounds like broken English, but I'm enjoying. I am enjoying it. It's amazing. Sisters Are Ever After Friends. Yeah, Joe McCready's got a GP Alkaline. That's not a new player. George Monk's got an extra Super Dura Day. That's not a new player. And Chumpo, oh, that's Pilot Neil. Pilot Neil's Pilot Neil, who's a regular listener to this show. He's got involved with a Nan Feng. That is a common or garden battery, mate. The only new that's player out of these four. Nan Feng, yeah, yeah, about rings on it, yeah. The only new player out of these four is the Sisters Are Ever After Friends battery, which to me <laughs> is never is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Well, it's quite. It's quite. I, I think um, batteries, air batteries, certainly that, that that sit together in the little in the little cell. Um, I mean, they are sisters, aren't they? They they sit together all the time. It's quite adorable, really. Like you and me. Exactly. We're like two little batteries in a powering a 
a disgusting sex head. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear. By the way, I can hear one of your dogs in the background. One of the yeah, dogs you've got access them, to. One of them starts, and then the other one joins in, even though he's like ten years older than the other one. Uh, and they are just all they just enjoy having. Are they pals every now and again. Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're pretty good. One one's about seven years older than the other one, um, so they don't really. So he's not quite into the same things that. Uh, well, hang on a minute. There's is. not a schism in age when it comes to dog. Well, you're really not into the same things. It's a dog. Yeah, but when you get older, you don't want to run around. You don't want to fight. You don't want to chase things. What, um, one, one, one of them, one of them's spent all its time on TikTok, and the other one's reading the Daily Express. I'm not that's having exactly that. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, the other one's like reading, like you know, listening to Radio Four, and the other one's yeah. dancing, dancing around, flossing, and playing Fortnite. Like, you know, <laughs> people don't still play Fortnite, do they? Oh yes, very much so. Very do they? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, endless. The mind endless boggles. It is. Anyway, let's get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of this absolute shit. Um, thanks very much for tuning in. It's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. If you want to send us an email, in mm. fact, on Thursday, I'm pretty sure I'm going to read another email from a serving police officer. So that's something oh, to look nice. forward to. Um, and um, if you've got anything you want us to talk about, then by all means, just let us know. We're at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter as well. Enough love and thanks as ever to our lovely producer, Nat. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, let us know if your country's a dirty boy country. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, rank your own you, country yeah. by how perverted is that? the dirtiest. Let us know. Approve it. Don't prove it. Ta ta. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.